Well, hello there. Hello, my dears, my sweetie darlings, my friends and clients. It's a gorgeous, if quite cold, day out here in the forest. I'm stomping through the snow a little bit. The sky is an extraordinary shade of blue. There are a few little wisps and puffs of cloud, but mostly things look clear and the sun, ah, oh, I can feel it on my face. It feels so nice to have the sun on my face. Oh, and reflecting off the nice puffy snow. You can probably hear some wind in the trees. This is the kind of snow that clusters and clumps. It started off fairly dry, but then it melted and then refroze and did that whole routine quite a few times over the last couple days. And so it's it's clustery and clumpy and and the bushes especially the shrubs look hilarious. And they just have these wads of oddball taffy looking stuff on them. And it's snow. Some of them are beginning to burst into leaf. The bitter brush is really going to town here. So here I am on a gorgeous day. And I'm walking through the forest, and I'm thinking of you, the wonderful little handful of folks that have been kind enough to journey with me since COVID started on the little Burning Tarot podcast stuff. And being my clients, thank you all who have stepped up to buy readings in recent weeks. I've been really enjoying doing those as well. Now, as I was heading out on this short walk, I have an appointment with my son to work on a music project. Um, so I have to have a short walk. And I thought, you know, I want to... The cards are kind of calling to me. This particular deck over here. It's the um, centennial edition of the Smith Rider weight pack. And it really wanted me to draw a card. So I picked it up and cheerily moved some cards around in my hands. And, and then there was just this little stop of a moment. I had grabbed the card before it fell. And I was about to turn it over. And I thought, but what if? I just had half a second to go, oh, God. The cards are calling to me. They're saying, pull the card. But what if? What if the news ain't good? Maybe I don't want to know. Maybe I don't want to turn it over. There are things that I don't do readings about. I don't do readings on the length of my life, the future of my children. There are things that one isn't meant to know, either because it would be cheating, really, or because it would worry a person too much, or make one, you know, end up in the position of trying to make a reading come true or not come true. There are also cards that can be misinterpreted wildly. I did that one time. I had a regular client 
for a few years, I think. It was a phone client that would frequently move to different cities, different countries. And um, one day I drew what looked like a very happy card about a very specific issue that this client had. I looked at the rest of the reading. I thought about what I knew of her by this time, the querent. I thought of what I knew about her particular situation that had been ongoing for some time. And I said, well, I sure wasn't expecting to pull this super happy card in this position. It was a card about the happiness. It was like the Ten of Cups, I think. Ten of Coins, it was one of those. I think Cups. And, and I was like, well, I think you just, you have to go do this thing that you asked me to pull cards about. Because that's where you'll find, find out about this happiness. I don't know how I phrased it, but I know I was thinking, well, situation, maybe with some not very wholesome people in it, but the cards seem to be saying, go towards your happiness, move towards your heart, your desire, and you'll, you'll find it there, or you'll find out something that is, that is necessary for you to know, to be happy, to have a heart So, poor innocent client went, all right, my tarot reader says I should go do this thing. Client went and did this thing, and it turned out to be like a horrible disaster, an extreme disappointment, even betrayal on the part of the people involved. And I felt terrible, because I thought, oh gosh, I just sent her into the lion's den. But over the years, I've come back to that moment because I wanted to learn from it. Like, what, what were the cards trying to tell me? As the reader, the interpreter, how was I failing to get the card's message? What I figured out over the years, what I think, for the moment at least, is that the big happy card was right. Lutero was indeed saying that this person, this querent client, did need to step into that part of her heart that could yearn for happiness, that could be open to the possibility of happiness. A heart needed to open right up in order to get broken. Ouch! And for her to find out the truth about the people involved in this situation. Without that truth, she couldn't move on and move on to perhaps bigger, greater happinesses with more appropriate and worthy people. I tell you guys this story because I've, you know, I just think about it sometimes. When am I interpreting the cards in uh, too ham-handed a fashion? Or some readers, they'll just give you a vague intimation of what the card can be about, and then you kind of, you, the client, you, the person listening to the Burning Tarot podcast, you just kind of make your own conclusions. And that certainly is good for business, (laughs) because you don't look horribly wrong. Um, But you're never terribly right either. And it doesn't let you really explore that deeply. So 
So I like coming back to conundrum cards, to readings and situations that went weird, and try to learn from them. In that case, the, the cards weren't saying this person was going to step out into instant happiness because a happy card showed up. I think the cards were headed somewhere else. So today, I had that half second of, I don't want to turn this card over. Because what if it's bad? What if it's bad card? We've had so much bad stuff for so long. Even those of us who are privileged, white. There's a lot of white American ladies listening to this, from what I gather in the feedback you send. I am a mostly white American privileged lady myself. What could we possibly complain about? None of us is starving. Um, Most of us have roofs over our head. Some do not. That I know of. But, you know, largely we're doing all right. We've got phones or computers to listen to this thing on. Despite all that, you know, all that privilege or all that doing okayness, we have had a rough year. We don't want any bad cards or any bad news or even good cards that pretend short-term bad news. You know? We want all the happies. So, I'm opening my pocket here. You'll need some zippers and Velcros. So from that place of going, I know cards want me to pull them, but maybe what if I don't even really want to look at the card? <laughs> I, w- I want to be ignorant if something's bad. Oh, well, I said, let me see the cards. Yeah, 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 you guys. It was the tower. For the uninitiated, let me tell you what the tower looks like. The tower shows us a tower, like a big castle turret. A crown is being struck off the top of it by a bolt of arrowed lightning. There are some little Kabbalistic letter things going on there, too. There is a black sky, there are gray clouds. The tower, though it appears to be made of stone, is on fire fire licks up out of the windows and from the tower two people are falling they're falling head first they do not look happy in this version of the card um, illustrated by pixie pamela coleman smith um, we don't see what's underneath we don't know if they're landing in the water or on rocks if there are people waiting for them below They're just two figures flying. So, that's fun, isn't it? That's fun. What is the tower? The tower is radical change. And it's often change that comes in one big horrible fell swoop or in the kind of stutters with stops and starts that are really uncomfortable. The tower is 9-11. The tower is January 6th at the U.S. Capitol. The tower is the Loma Prieta earthquake. The tower in our personal lives can be uh, 
those devastating moments. Someone gets in a bike accident. Someone gets in a car accident. Someone comes in and tells you some totally unexpected news. Within ourselves, the tower can serve some necessary functions as well as out in society and out, out in the world. Sometimes the tower needs to come down. Sometimes somebody's got to explode that thing. Empires crumble. Things topple. The center will not hold. To quote Mr. Yates, cannot hold, I believe. I think I misquoted Mr. Yates. Um, And so things collapse. What's amazing about that is in the moment of collapse, we are suddenly able to see the beauty or even just the potential beauty in so much that we take for granted. So the tower comes along and part of me goes, oh my God, is another, is the other shoe going to fall? Is another ridiculous bad thing going to happen? Is this just another, is this more COVID? Because we know we have more COVID in front of us. Some of you are getting vaccinated. A lot of us still aren't. Um, So the tower card can invite that sort of like, hmm, the unexpected is coming. I'm going to look for it. For if it's expected, then it can't really surprise me. In a way, nothing can surprise us anymore, right? Maybe not jaded, but exhausted. Maybe not expecting the best from ourselves, our neighbors, our fellow citizens who are doing strange things at the behest of weird conspiracy theorists and presidents, former presidents. I think we'd like to shove all that crap under the rug and move on, rebuild, get the vaccines out, get the economy back on its feet, Da-da-da-da-da-da-da. The tower says, cherish what is beautiful about what you have built or what you've been born into that someone built before you. Cherish it. Cherish it because it may fall. Everything does. A uh, geologist of my acquaintance was posting about mountains recently and mentioned that um, that they're temporal. That they're I can't remember his words, but he basically was saying like, yeah, mountains are just these little temporary things that pop up here and there on the geologic timeline. We think of them as like, it's a mountain. It's going to be there forever with its great roots in the earth. And really, it's to earth itself that rising mountain, that falling mountain, is, you know, like a pimple coming up for a little while. So that's a nice perspective. Everything, even the mountains, everything is temporary. And so, without clinging to a falling tower, 
We try to appreciate what we've got while we've got it. We look to the birds and the incredible blue sky. We take a walk and enjoy the little footprints that look like little handprints, whatever they are, that the squirrels make in the snow. And we recognize that this endless collapsing, rebuilding, birthing, dying, that is the cycle of nature. That is the grand cycle of the woo. It will come for all of us, our individual selves, our bodies, our families, our countries. All this stuff we like to imagine is solid forever somehow. What is solid forever? Maybe not a mountain. Is the woo, is the nature itself that we're woven into, that we are part of. That we are manifesting right now in this particular moment, in this particular body that each of us has to walk around in and all the sensual enjoyments that it can have in this place. Taste, touch, temperature, balance, feeling, motion, sight, hearing, music. This sensory smorgasbord is ours for a while. And I feel like this tower card today urges us to enjoy all of that and not to expect anything to necessarily get all that much better or all that much worse although hey there might be some bumps in the road coming right up but to cherish what we can while the towers fall and to recognize the possibilities for rebuilding and rebirth that are woven into that tower moment. If everything stays static, if nothing changes, nothing dies, nothing collapses, that's just unnatural. We don't happen to live in that kind of a world. The snow I'm enjoying today is melting. The top layer is melting as we speak and it'll refreeze tonight. And I feel like as a human, sometimes I'm pretty invested in like, I want the snow to stay fluffy and be here. It's also covering up all the weird stuff they've been doing to the forest. So it looks prettier out here. Stay there, snow. And don't get too crusty on the top. So don't melt too much. Don't refreeze this way or that way. And I don't want, you know, freezing rain on there. No way. But that's just silly. <laughs> that desire is understandable. But if I got my way on that, it wouldn't be good, you know. We wouldn't have any seasons. So those little momentary urges for something to stay the same, I understand those. I feel those. I'm a Taurus, and we've got... Tauruses have issues with this stuff, you know. We've, we like to stand on rocks and imagine that the mountain will be there forever. And it won't. And how do we, how do we be okay with that? Maybe not shiny happy with it, but how do we acknowledge what's going on and, and allow ourselves the, the dignity really of 
saying, it is all falling apart while being rebuilt over and over and over. And, and not only can I live with that, but I can enjoy parts of it and learn from all of it. So that's how I'm feeling about the tower today. Like the client I mentioned earlier, sometimes that card isn't just uh, isn't just saying, well, hey, you're going to have happy times next, or hey, you're going to have more disasters next. But the card may be saying, you need to deal with the disaster part of your soul and your emotional being. And that doesn't even need a fresh disaster. You just need to get in there and say, okay, this stuff's still falling down. Stuff is falling down. So that's what I'm going to work on this week, is how gracefully can I fall from a falling tower? How, if I'm already securely on the ground, how can I look up at the falling tower and appreciate what's good about it? And how can I appreciate what's good about burning some of it? Having some of it fall down. I guess it always comes back to like, too much clinging, too much attachment, doesn't work out so well. <laughs> and appreciating the movement of things, the transformation, transition. This can be very rewarding. And maybe for me, I think I'll do a little look back over this whole weird year. And I'll just meditate on that and just try to see where my own reactions have been. Where I have shirked, where I have shrunk away from change and where I've been able to look at it, not dispassionately, but not in a state of panic or paralysis. For me, that's gonna be, I'm gonna flip through some diary pages, maybe look at a few posts on the well or emails to people so that I can get a better sense of how I really dealt with this 2020 tower year and 2021 tower year. For me, January 6th was sort of the apex. I thought I was going to completely lose my mind. Um, I didn't. I'm still here. So is the mind in some way or another. So that's how I'm going to approach this. Both appreciating what I can about the everydayness of my life and kind of doing a year in review so that I can better understand my relationship to a, a series of tower falls. That's my big plan. Let me know about yours. Burningtarot at gmail.com Much love to you all. I'm T. This is Burning Tarot. Bye.